0: Boxing. Boxing. Don't, be don't, don't be mad at me. Don't be
1: mad at me. Don't be 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 it, cooler.
0: it cooler. Cooler. cooler, Don't be mad, don't, mad be Boxing. Boxing. Oh, like like don't be mad at me. Don't Don't be mad at me. Don't Don't be mad at me. do
1: Hello, everybody. It's me, the Angry Challenger here of the New Challengers, and I'm actually in Kandahar, Afghanistan, sitting in the back office of the USO with a long-time esteemed friend of mine by the name of Kyle Hopkins. Hello, Kyle.
0: Hey, Jarvis. What's up?
1: Maybe I should call him Captain Hopkins. Maybe I should call him that. (laughs) This guy and I, we were in the Army together. We were both unmanned aerial vehicle operators, and now we are both wildly successful. Well, he is married and doing all great and stuff, and I'm wearing an Uncle Sam costume. But you know what? We all go different places and do different things, and we're all doing our part in different ways. Hopkins,
0: tell me, Kyle, Dropkick, how are you doing today, Senior? I'm doing pretty great. I got to uh, take a shower this morning, and that was a magnificent experience after being... uh, away from a shower for a week and a half. <laughs> I'm glad you came here and showered first, yeah. because
1: although I enjoy seeing you, I don't enjoy smelling you, you know, <laughs> well, you and I, we've been close, you know, we were roommates, we shared a cot in Iraq on alternate shifts, and that was terrible, but I wanted to remind you of that, because that happened, if you look back in the past, and you're all like, oh, I wish it was like this, I always think about that, like, I had to share a cot with somebody yeah. when... I right. was on an opposite shift, but it was with Hopkins, and he's a great dude. and He did to steal my stuff, so
0: I think that's actually probably the like the domino that started the chain of events that led to your success today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thought of I need to get out of here. I need to make my life and other people's lives better.
1: <laughs> so we hear the new challengers. We've been doing our podcast. We've got, I think, we've got thirty episodes at this point, and. We've only had a few soldiers on the show, and I know that you and I haven't really worked together that much on the New Challenge, but you were with us years ago when we were back in the tent in the USO. We had a Smash Brothers tournament, and DDD was there, of course. DDD! And in the Army, I played fighting games a lot, and that was kind of my thing. And we also did Smash Brothers together. We did the whole Nerdicon deal, and that did not go well, but it was fun. So, in effect, fighting games... Have had an effect on our relationship as well, but most of our relationship is based on the fact that you're better than everyone and can I get those digits, <laughs> the <boxing> tears. <laughs> but no, seriously, I I want people to be able to hear the voices of other soldiers and people out here because we hear of the new challengers, we support the USO, which in turn supports troops, and we want to be able to help you guys out. What I like to do is I make people smile, and I appreciate you. Kyle, because you make people smile, you make me laugh, you're an intelligent person, and I'm glad you're on the show here with us today. I just want to ask you a few questions about what it's like to be deployed, your thoughts on how to deal with deployed life, and how you deal with it, family life, and things of that nature, because I think that a lot of people, they see a lot of the op-eds in the newspapers or portrayals in the media, and you're a very real, a very authentic person. I look up to you, man, so I really want to hear what you have to say, and I want to be able to share
0: it with other people. Yeah, well, I'd be happy to talk about that. First of all, just let me say that, you know, obviously anything I talk about here today is my personal opinions. Yes. i definitely not as a representative of the military or anything like that. Uh, this is just Kyle Hopkins talking. So, But this is my fourth deployment now. Two in Iraq with you, and then two to Afghanistan here as an officer. And deployed life really is it's something different. I really liked what you, how you talked about you know, like the USO and fighting games and how that's had an impact, because it's, that's actually something that's really interesting, how it highlights how multifaceted most soldiers are. And the, I think the public perception of most soldiers is that they're very one-dimensional individuals, um, that people come over here either as a sacrifice or a duty or an obligation or that they're mindless or that you know, they have ulterior motives. Um, and soldiers get very easily lumped into people's perceptions of what a soldier is, and it's very easy to forget about the person that's behind that individual. And soldiers really are just as unique as any other individual in society. You know, you've got soldiers out here that love fighting games, you know, and dedicate all their free time to to that, you know, endeavor and being the best and going to cons to smack people down or just scream DDD at the top of their lungs. (laughs) That's important. Uh, (laughs) And you've got other soldiers that are, you know, like that want to be academics or that want to be marathon runners or that, you know, want to be artists or professors or that want to pursue any number of uh, walks in life. And being deployed really highlights those things. Because when you come out here you get away from the trappings of normal society and what's being imposed upon you from the outside. You don't have to worry about the main mundanities of everyday life anymore. You know, you're not worried about when am I going to cook for dinner tonight? You know, do I gotta pay my electricity bill, I've got to do my laundry, I gotta mow the lawn, I've gotta pay my taxes and all that. You come out here and you become laser focused on who you are what you want to accomplish and what you want to do with your future and soldiers are pretty amazing group of individuals because they come from everywhere and they represent america in a very true way i think um and you know me and you talk and we know that not all soldiers are you know bright shining stars there's some there's some punks out there and that's that's very much what I mean when I say that they're very representative of America, because you get a lot of really bright individuals and a lot of hard working dudes and a lot of guys with great motivations, but you also get scumbags. Um, and you actually and you do get some of those guys that fall into those trappings that I think most of America sees or perceives when they look at soldiers. Um, but you come out here and you can really put real life in perspective. You know what I mean? Because whether you do the hard job out there on the front line where you maybe you have to do some things that a normal person never would think they would have to do or you just sit in an office all day, it changes your perspective on everything and you can really kind of get down to what's actually important. Throw all that other stuff aside and start realizing that, you know, if you want to be something, just be it. Stop worrying about, you know, I always tell my soldiers, like, you go home, doesn't matter what else happens in your life. You know, you can be, you could lose everything, be on the street, but you'll still have the pride of knowing that you came here and did something that the grand majority is not willing to do. You never have a reason to be insecure about yourself or you, the, the value or the worth that you have as an individual because no matter what else happens to you for the rest of your life, you have value based just on what you're doing right now.
1: Those are some powerful words, Mr. Hopkins. He's taking me, a little tear in my eye. Huh? That was great. That was fantastic. I agree with everything you said, obviously, because you're always better than me. But <laughs> I want to add that I think it's good that you did state that your opinion is not reflective of every single soldier out here. You and I were both in the service. Obviously, you're still in. You know, doing your thing awesome cool helicopter guy. I am not doing that. (laughs) I volunteer in the USO. I do my work on the side. I call that work on the side. I do my actual job. We do different things but we work together. And I like talking to you because you have a lot of experience doing things that people have never seen or heard of before. Just like really cool things. And when you tell me, this is how it is, Jarvis, I'm like, that's probably how it is. Because Hopkins, he said it was like that. <laughs> He's done a lot more things than I have. It's, I think it's almost kind of daunting, kind of intimidating. Because a lot of my friends are really successful. I mean, Dreaded's not on the show today, if any of our audience members or three listeners have noticed. That Dreaded is not here today, but Dreaded is another person that I look up to a lot. Because he's done a lot of things, and he was also an officer in the military, He's actually a UAV officer. Funny, right? Coincidence. Like you were saying, people come from all different walks of life, they come here, and no matter what happens to them, they have that on their shoulders. Like, you know what, I can do this, I can do this. For me, it was fitness. Because I was growing up, and even my friends used to tell me, like, oh, you're never going to get in shape, you're always going to be the skinny dude. And I'm still that skinny dude, but I'm in pretty good shape now. I feel good about myself and where I am. I, did, I do think it's important, as you have said before, some people need a little apathy in their lives. They start caring less about superficial things and more about who they are as a person and becoming better as a person. Part of that could be education. Part of that could be fitness. When you get laser focused, like you said, out here, it's very, very easy to either dismiss that, I'm just be the same you back home. <laughs> which I'm sure you've seen people that are like that. Or use that to make yourself better at home. For me, it helps me time management. I get home now, I finish everything by noon. When I'm to leave, I'm like, oh, that was easy. But out here, it's kind of refreshing because I don't have any distractions.
0: Yeah, so I like how you talk about time because I think time is really important because people often talk about like, oh, this is so important to me or I just wish I had more time to do this or if I wasn't so busy, I could accomplish that. Uh, but really that's all just a bunch of nonsense. Because what it comes down to is what you prior what your real priorities are is what you spend your time doing. You know, and that can shift from day to day or by week by week. But most of us prioritize going to work. We prioritize feeding ourselves. And then most of us just prioritize relaxing. Because sometimes that is our priority. But at the end of the day, you can't look at yourself and say, oh, I'm not going back to school because I'm too busy or I'm not learning how to draw because I'm too busy or I'm not working on that cosplay outfit that I wanted to make because I'm too busy generally for almost all people it's that you've decided it's not a priority because almost anyone can find an hour in their day that they could spend doing the thing that they want to do it's just that they've decided something else is a priority for them at that given time. Whether it is doing the dishes or just watching Stranger Things on Netflix or whatever. And some of those things do need to be priorities. You know, like you can't let your dishes stack up and, until you get evicted. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really important. That is really important. And I just want to say that the all-star challenger, Tyler Krantz, he said that. He posted that on his Facebook one day. Um, rather than say, I don't have time for this, say that's not a priority in my life. Like, actually say that out loud. Mm-hmm. And that changed the way I think. And I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Hopkins. You, you, know what I post, you see what I do. I don't usually talk a lot about things I want to do or like. I wish I could do this. I usually just post about the things I've done. Yeah. So I don't want to dwell on things that I haven't done. You know, it's, it becomes painful. It wears you down. And like you said, almost anyone. Not everybody's capable of that. But I think it's important that you find yourself and your time and use it effectively. Being out here your health Add to that, I do get from a lot of people, well, Jarvis, you can work out and you can volunteer because you have the time to do that. It's true, I do. I have a lot of time. And since we're so laser focused, a lot of people only come out here and they do their job. And that's all that they have to focus on is more time than others. You don't have a lot of time because it's their job. Other people do. I have a lot of time. But... By default, being deployed in an environment like this, even in a nice place like Kandahar, we have a far limited scope of things we can accomplish. I can't really make cosplay out here. I can't get better at fighting games at this point because everything needs to be updated online, and I can't do that in the USL. So I haven't played any fighting games in a long time. I just go home, I play, and I use my fundamentals and hope to pray. (laughs) I don't get knocked out of the tournament. But um, I think that tying this all back into the military theme... Would you say that you learned most of this during your time in service, or were you raised into this? How much of it has influenced one or the other? Yeah,
0: you know, that's that's hard to say because I think, you know, like w- with everything, it's the life journey. You know, I couldn't, I don't think I can solely, you know, place it on the shoulders of the military or on any one thing. You know, it's a common accumulation of life experience, and you know, I I, I try to be very diligent about seeking out new ideas and questioning everything that I come across to see if it holds up to reason and ethics and, you know, just practicality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think if it was true just of the military in general, everyone would share in that opinion, right? That's not, I don't think that's the case. I think it takes an active participation on someone's behalf to, to, to get to that point of wanting to be a better person or just wanting to be a positive force for the world as opposed to just either being along for the ride or uh, blaming the world for who they are as opposed to themselves being the single point that they can control and trying to change the world around them. I think uh, what you just said really kind of brings it back to Everyone needs a little bit more apathy in their life, you know, because it's very true that you said that. That was was your genius. (laughs) You know, we all have a limited scope of what we can do and what we can affect based on where we're at in our life right now. You know, and we, the digital age has kind of created a culture where having an opinion is the same as having taken action or having done something or being knowledgeable on a subject, right? Because anyone can have an opinion on literally anything, regardless of whether they know about it, are qualified, or have, you know, really any life experience associated with that. And the natural extension of that is that a lot of people think that just thinking about something or saying, oh, you know, like, having a strong opinion about it affects their lives. It really shouldn't. You know, like lots of people get really wrapped up about politics nowadays, but how many of those political issues are having a direct impact on their lives? And if they're not, maybe it's not something they shouldn't get so stressed out about. Simultaneously, they don't have a better idea what good is their complaints. You know, and that 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 is an extension that goes into everybody's lives. You know, we all like to complain about things. Of course. You know, it's, it's kind of like one of our favorite human uh, pastimes. Just <laughs> This sucks and F you. <laughs> <laughs> it brings everyone together, right? Right. Everybody doesn't
1: like something. Everybody has an issue with something. You talk about it. You now, People who talk about it too much, it mm-hmm. become a problem. But... To those people who can kind of manage it, it makes them seem more of a well-rounded person. They have a lot of opinions about different things. They can say a lot of different things, but how much of what they're saying is actual value. So let me ask you, if a lot of your worldview now wasn't just shaped from your time in the military, what has your time in the military, your your time deployed, what of that has shaped how you feel?
0: So, who was it? Someone said, they have a famous quote that, like, is that um Travel is the antidote to racism and ignorance, or something like that. I'm very per- paraphrasing there, but the military is much in that same vein. You know, where we talk about you know soldiers coming from all different walks of life. You know, you when you come into the military, you're immediately thrust out of that environment that you were in before and forced to interact with individuals with completely different worldviews from yours. And you can either be combative about it which is where a lot of America has kind of gotten itself into these days where we treat everything like a team sport and we just want to be on the winning team regardless of whether we're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Or you can just start listening to people and expand your understanding of where everyone is coming from, why they think the way that they do, etc. And that's just the starting point is when you're working with a collective group of soldiers. When you get overseas and you start fighting a war, that worldview has that same set of options. You can approach it combatively, which is the easy answer, because you're fighting a war, and it's much easier to attack and defeat an enemy that you vilify and justify that this needs to be done. The much more difficult path is to take that same approach that you do with your soldiers and your brothers-in-arms, and try and figure out why are we fighting this war? Is this the best way to resolve the problem? Is it the only way to resolve the problem? Why do we vilify even those who we are not fighting a war with that are associated with a region or a look or any other number of things? And what are the larger implications for that as a person, a community, a nation? A species?
1: Once again, K-Hop with that deepness. Don't want to kill what you said with that <laughs> weird slang I just came up with. But, I agree with what you're saying. I think that people need to take time to think about everything that they do. Every, I mean everything. Now, I tend to overthink things, so don't be like me, kids. But, it is important to take some time to think about like why you're doing it. I don't even care if it's something as simple as what you're eating. How you're working out, how you decide. Well, I mean, if you know there's a side street to go down and get you there a little bit faster, but you don't go, well, why don't you do it? Start thinking about different ways to approach different avenues of your life, and kind of open your mind up to thinking uh, laterally, thinking constructively. Yeah, don't just yes.
0: accept the status quo, no. you know, because that will often lead you to not looking for a better or alternate solution. You know, like if you're a fighting game player. And some, the current meta is that this character is the best because you can use this combo, you know, with this timing, and everyone only ever used that character with that timing, the game would suck, right? Because it wouldn't evolve. It takes people that are willing to look beyond what is the current status quo of the best option to find something new that can then, you know, defeat that, you know. And then the game continues to evolve as new things start to develop over time. And the same goes with everything in life. Don't just accept the status quo because people or experts or anyone tells you this is the way it is. Always question it. Always look for something better.
1: And this is just my opinion, but I think that being in the military kind of helped me in a way that not only do I not accept the status quo, but I also understand that I got into the realms of falling into the status quo initially because it was comfortable. A lot of people were doing things, and I do, I still do. I do things sometimes because it's a comfortable thing to do. People go places because it's easier, or they stay in the same place because it's easier. They stay with the same people because it's easier. Challenge is hard. Challenge can be scary. And I don't care how many people out there, no matter how just exuberant and just like off the cuff and fly by the seat of the pants they may be, to a certain extent, even those people find comfort in the way that they live and don't want to change certain aspects of their life. let just try something new. And I don't mean like trying new food or wearing different colors. I mean serious things. Like you were saying before, like why are we fighting this way? Why am I not going to school now? Why am I not prioritizing this? It's very difficult to think about that, but I say, when it, for, for me, fighting games, fitness. For fitness, I tell people, start somewhere. Take the time and start building the habit of looking and trying to find better ways to do things and so challenge your body to do different things. For fighting games, if you're not good with your character, use a different character. See how that character works. Play a different game. You can learn things from a different game that might implement something in an easier to understand way than you would in the game initially, the other game you're playing. Blue, has a lot of cancels and stuff in it. When I started playing that and I went back to Street Fighter Cross Tekken, I was hitting cancels like crazy. It's like, oh, this is a lot easier, you know, I'm doing all my Switch cancels with great timing, I'm inputting all these commands, so I played Blue. Which is, I think people get kind of stuck in a rut of comfort. And that doesn't challenge you to become better people.
0: So this is the biggest lie of life in America, and maybe other places as well. And that lie is that you have to succeed. Failure is unacceptable. I'm here to tell you right now that failure is the most important thing in your life. You have to go and try and do things and expect to fail. And you need to embrace failure. Because that is what will make you better. No one starts something and is immediately the best. You have to dive in there, fail over and over and over again, and not look at it as a negative. Because every failure is just a stepping stone to being better. Failure is only ever a negative in someone's life when it forces them to quit or when they allow themselves to quit because of it. The fear of failure prevents more people from being happy, doing the things that they want to do, or being successful than anything else. Go out and do something hard. Break out of that easy mode because no one cares about easy mode. No one shows up to a party and brags about how they ate a bag of Cheetos and sat on their couch and watched TV. Right, that's 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 easy mode. The only time people ever brag about easy mode is in Marvel. <laughs> easy mode,
1: I can do combos so easy now. Super combos, out the walls, do special moves everywhere.
0: Think about think about the kinds of stories that are impressive, the things that people talk about that are interesting. It's things that people had to try hard to accomplish, or that they had to risk something to do or that not everyone else has done. They took risks, they probably failed along the way, but eventually, they did something interesting. Those are the things that people talk about. Those are the things that add worth to your life. Break the status quo, get off easy mode, and go just decide to do something and do it. And it doesn't matter if you fail to do it. As long as you are trying, you're already succeeding.
1: I think that's really important. And I think that the key to that is learning from your failure as well. Because there are people like in fighting games who will just continually jump,
0: continually jump, continually jump.
1: And I'll tell them, you got to stop jumping when you're not going you out of the air. No, I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm going to keep winning.
0: My name's Jarvis and I don't learn.
1: <laughs> My name is Jarvis and I don't learn. That that was actually an ongoing thing. Well, I still, there's like certain combos with overheads that I just don't block. (laughs) Everybody who ever plays me online, use mix-ups to overheads, I just don't block them. I never learn. I just never do. But I will tell you this much, when you learn, and when you evolve, you will become better in some way. And I think that another issue, speaking on what you were talking about, success, is some people, they have in their mind the specific formula for success. like. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna achieve this, and it's gonna get me this. If it doesn't pan out that way, then they see it as a failure. What you gotta do is look back and see the success that was in that. Yes, you tried to do this thing, you did not get the outcome you thought, but what did you get along the way? What did you learn? How did you become better? Maybe you made, in terms of life, maybe you made a new friend. Maybe you got to see a new place, maybe you got to do new things. The important thing is, don't keep jumping. (laughs) It's all change
0: and learn. Be better. Yeah, even if you don't make your goal, you've progressed as a person. You've probably learned lessons along that journey that will make it easier for you to approach that next problem, that next goal that you want to get to. You know, oftentimes, it's not the destination, it's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. you got to learn to value that journey just as well.
1: So we've kind of gone on a philosophical tangent there, talking about a lot of different things. I've learned a lot about you. This is definitely going to be an episode. I'm going to try to put this up tomorrow. I to to, probably don't have time for that. I never worked in one, so... <laughs> but I just want to ask you about uh, other things, like... What's it like out here in the what, desert? What, what's something interesting about your time out here with Uh,
0: Let's could, see.
1: could be by anything. Weather, services... The fact that you have to walk to a bath like <laughs> 50 feet to a bathroom. Oh man,
0: this deployment's been great. I have a bathroom in the building that I'm staying in. What? Yeah, I don't have to go outside in the freezing cold to a porta potty <laughs> at one in the morning <laughs> desperately trying to put shoes on while not peeing myself <laughs> so I can get out and take that piss.
1: Do you remember in Iraq how we had to wear full uniform yeah. to leave the tent? To go use the bathroom, and the Sergeant Major would, like, stalk around the Hesco barriers and wait for them to come out without their gear on and corner them.
0: I've literally told people that story on this deployment, and they're like, that doesn't happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. You don't know. (laughs) For the record, for the recorded record, that did happen, and it was terrible.
0: (laughs) He would also move the barbed wire randomly around. Yes. So like you'd be walking around at night and just randomly walk into barbed wire because you didn't know it was there because he just moved it for no reason. <laughs> they
1: the blackout bob, So that was
0: great.
1: Oh, but sweet, sweet reminiscing. But you know what? I I posted a story today how you made me that awesome birthday cake. Thank you for the awesome birthday cake. I was
0: actually trying to kill you with the gummy savers. Oh was, yeah. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm a ghost, i a horrifying
1: apparition. For me, being deployed is interesting because I go home and I just don't stress about things like I used to. Because I have to eat set meals during certain times. I use porter johns for at least half the time. For a while, like when we were in the tents, we didn't have hot water. Had to walk through the cold and maybe there was no water that night. In my flip flops and stuff, because our clothes could get stolen. Sometimes people would, you know, defecate in the shower. That was interesting. That was something that happened. One time I went to the bathroom and all the bathrooms were locked because the contract wasn't renewed. So all of the, all of our indoor bathroom facilities were closed up. We had to run across the street to use the bathroom. It's about 150 feet. It's a good sprint. It gets hot. It gets cold. The desert's not what people think it is, which is hot all the time. I go back home, and then I'm, people are upset about little things like that. That's cool. I try not to stress out about certain things. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't stress out about certain things, because everybody knows I'm the angry challenger <laughs> of the new challengers, but I try
0: to keep it cool. I think the best part of deployment is how much it puts your life in perspective. You know, like Even just like the normal deployment life is like you go back to the States, you're like, man, we got it good here. <laughs> How but like valuable. yeah these days like my current job is I'm an advisor to the afghans and I go and hang out with the afghan army a lot and these guys like they eat literally the same food every single meal rice with some beans in it a little bit of meat if they're lucky usually lamb or chicken and like a piece of fruit an orange or a banana and some bread flatbread that's it. That's their entire diet. Every meal, every day, no change. And then I think about that and I'm just like, you know, we complain about the food out here being deployed sometimes. But at least I get a different meal every day. You know what I mean? That's true.
1: It's actually very sobering to see things like that. I mean, even for me, I don't go to these crazy places you go, but just driving in the bus. By the fence, and looking out of the fence and seeing the people farming, like wow, I'm my smartphone in my hand on this bus, playing Angry Birds or something. Right outside of that fence, there's some guy herding goats or camels or sheep or something. And there's a mine. There's mines out there too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> the only thing separating me from them is this fence. Like my reality is so different from from theirs. I go home and there's just so much convenience everywhere and I know some people would rather forsake that convenience and they say, oh, you know, this technology is ruining us. I'll be up front. I'll put it on wax, as Reddit might say. I like my convenience, okay? That's why I love going to Japan. Everything's convenient there. <laughs> I mean, Everything's kind of short for me, but everything's convenient there and everything's great. There's technology everywhere and it's fantastic and I love it. So I love conventions. I can see all these people, all these like-minded people because out here, Social interactions, your job, the way you live, it's in a box. You're just in a box. And my entire life is compartmentalized because I can't get too involved with my job. I can't let the stress of my life affect my job because that's where I get paid. I can't let the stress of my life affect the USO because this is my outlet. I can't let the stress of my life affect my fitness. Well, I can. I can just work the stress out, but you know what I mean. So stress management, time management, I've learned a lot of that from being deployed throughout my life. Definitely, of course, my parents taught So, Hopkins, I know that you've been very busy recently doing many different awesome things. And thank you for your service and all that. thing that I you really love to hear all the time from everybody. But for me, it means something because I'm your bro. Thank you for everything you do, sir. I just want to ask you a few more questions, and then we can go back to just jabber John which is a very popular kid's cartoon from back in the day.
0: Video games. Do you are you getting a Switch? Probably not. I've heard it's garbage. Okay. Although Zelda, the new Zelda is supposed to be like amazing, but I I, I don't justify. I can't justify buying a console for a single game. So, but I also didn't buy a single one of the latest generation consoles either. Okay. I've moved almost exclusively to PC gaming in my adult life.
1: I know you've been very busy recently, but what's uh, some PC games you're either looking forward to or have played recently?
0: Dark Souls is my uh, forever jam. play the hell out of some Dark Souls. I love the challenge. The new Civ- Civilization, I still play each of those games as they come out. Uh, they released a new one pretty recently. That game's pretty good. needs some work still, but it's pretty good. And then uh, there's a game... Coming out soon. It's called the um, Steel Division Normandy '44 or something like that. It's basically like a it's like a strategy game, but it's like it's very much it's like got a lot of tabletop type elements into it. So you like build the force that you're going to use beforehand, and then as the game progresses, you bring them on slowly over time as you accumulate points. But it's like I've been looking at it, and it's ex- very accurate uh, historically, but also extremely close to real tactics and stuff that you would have to use in, in war. So I'm pretty excited about that game. looks pretty cool. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'm actually getting a new computer because mine, is, my motherboard is
1: going to right. So um, hopefully I'm going to get a hold of Street Fighter V still running max spec and I'm going to try to get some new, better games and then the brand new Alienware. Fighting game-wise, I'm on KOF. I'll be home soon. Actually, cosplaying with Seth from KOF. I don't know if you remember him all. Paul Blackout, wait, Malone. is suit. I'm doing that. Uh, my buddy Dredd is going to do Ramon. <clears throat> Here in the US, I'm hoping to do a Mario Kart tournament soon. And while I mention the USO, remember, go to USO.org support the USO. Donate your money. They need your money. They want your money. The USO is a great organization. I mean, I'm mean, i sitting in here right now. They let me sit in the back office to interview my buddy Kyle. I'm glad he came in. It's a very special day for me. And Having him here on this day is fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Kyle. Is there anything else you want to share?
0: Um. Yeah. I haven't really been playing as many video games recently, I guess, because I'm trying to focus on my writing. Very inspired by you. I never... I didn't write a single word until I met Jarvis. Oh and yeah, and Jarvis was like the inspiration for me to want to become a prolific writer.
1: I wish I could say I was writing more, sir, but I need to get back into it. I've been writing a little bit of like songs here and there, but uh, I do want to get back into writing. This podcast is my creative outlet right now, with uh, a good old dreaded past I think a lot of people have things that they can share for people, which is why I'm glad you're on the show here. I think you have a lot to share. I think you're a very intelligent person, and I really appreciate you coming and doing this impromptu show with us, because we have not had a show in two weeks, (laughs) but it'll be great. So, um, thank you for sharing things with us. Thank you, USO, for being the USO. Uh, Once again, support the USO, and Everything they do, they do a lot of great things. I'll be home soon, so I'll be touting the USO and Anime Central in Chicago, MegaCon in Orlando, and ACon in Dallas, Texas. So if any of our listeners, present or future, hear this and want to meet me, the Angry Challenger, Jarvis White, I will be at those conventions and love to have you on the show, especially if you're a service member, talk about your experiences. Season two's been a bit different. We've been interviewing a lot of different people, but I want to stress the important part of the New challenges is not only fighting games and video games and strategies, but also the soldiers and hearing what they have to say because we support the troops just as the USO supports the troops. So we support the troops, the USO, and the soldiers. We do everything we can. I think that it's very important, and how think I think you'll agree, to realize that it doesn't take a lot to make someone smile. It does not take a lot to make someone say a little bit brighter. So thank you for making my day a bit brighter and coming on the show. And hopefully we can see more of each other. We're going our separate ways on leave, Or hey, who knows, we're not running to each other in the States. That'd be nice, right?
0: Just coming to Nashville. I'm sure they got a con there.
1: Oh, they do. They do. And I'm just saying that. I don't know if they do, but I know that they do <laughs> because it's Nashville. It's a big I mean, city, right? It's I a real it. big city. They have cons everywhere. I went to Harrisburg Comic Con last year. So. If I do come, I'll make sure to bring Bush- Bushido Brown and something that we would both know. Probably something cool. I don't know something cool. I can promise you that.
0: I'll have to come up with a good character that I can do.
1: Yes. If you come up, with, I'll tell you what. You come up with a character, and I will riff off you.
0: All right. Yes. Four,
1: four. That (laughs) be fantastic. All right, everybody. As usual, we want to close out the show with our normal until the next challenge. So thank you, Kyle, for being on the show, and we hope everyone has a great day. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad if me masked on
0: box on box You know we keep it cooler keep it cooler hold
1: it cooler. Don't be mad if me masked on, on. Oh, like on box on box Oh we divin through ya like a squat scoopers Don't be mad if me masked on box on box fallin' like a hoopin you hoopin' like a hula